Welcome to the Build Different Podcast. We are your hosts, Bethany and Sarah, and this is the podcast where we dig deep into the minds of fellow real estate investors and entrepreneurs. We pull back the curtains to learn all of the secrets and strategies on the road to success. All right, we are here today with Jason Yoss. Is that how you pronounce your last name? That's right. Yeah, I nailed it. I love that. Sweet. Um, so just start off, Jason, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're up to. Well, I am the broker at Golden West Management. We're a residential property management firm. We have offices here in San Diego, Las Vegas, and Phoenix. And our motto is rent it like you mean it. Oh, I like it. Like, tell us more it. about that. What does that, where what do you get the motto mean? from? What does, what does it mean? What does rent it like you mean? We, mean? How do we mean it like that? So that's actually a great question. What does that actually mean? It really, it's just kind of our mantra for both tenants and landlords. Let's start with landlords. This means we're not going to give somebody a slum. This means we're actually going to take care of the property that we rent. We're going to treat the tenants with dignity and fairness. We're not going to jack rent. Right. So that's the first thing. I get a lot of tenants who or a lot of landlords who don't want to fix anything. And it's just crazy. They don't want to, they think that the law is common sense and it's not. So that's the first part. And the second part is, is for residents. Like we're here to make sure that the residents are taken care of, but we're also to make sure that they stick with the lease and, you know, landlord tenant law. So, you know, they can't have 20 people living in a two bedroom. They can't, you know, they can't, you know, cause a bonfire in the middle of the house without paying for it. So our job is to kind of make sure that everybody's moving in the right direction. And surprisingly, so many landlords and tenants don't do that. So rent it like you mean it. So you hold yourself to a much higher standard to the slumlords. Look, I would say that 75% of your landlords, they just have the wrong mentality of what it, they think about when they're renting out their property. They're like, oh, this is my home. If you don't like it, beat it. And that's not the way the law was written. That's not the way it was intended. And if you're in a state like Arizona, you might get a little more play out of that. But if you're in California, that's you're yeah, going to get steamrolled. Especially you're in California. Steamrolled. Yeah. Especially California. So I'm here to be the value add to both parties. I'm here to let them know, like, you can do this, but you can't do this. And I'm here to make sure that we're actually adding some respect and value back into what we do. We're not, I'm just not going to deal with the slumlord. That's not the way we operate. We're also not the cheapest on the planet either. So, you know, if you do want expert advice, we we do charge a little more than quality. You get what you pay for. You get quality. Yeah. What do you pay for? Right. Yeah. Get it like you mean it. But in the long (laughs) run, in the long run, they, I feel like people probably don't take this into consideration in the long run. You're probably able to increase rents, and then adhere to the law so they get to avoid any kind of lawsuit or situation that could come up. And if you bet, it sounds like you bet everybody really well. Is, so that helps avoid them from squatters. In the end, you're saving them and making them more money. That's 100% correct. So Sarah, so our part of that rental, like you mean it, is we are conservative. That means we're going to price the property conservatively so we get plenty of applicants. Plenty of applicants give us A-rated tenants. A-rated tenants... They not only pay the rent on time, they take care of it like it's their own and they Mm -hmm. stay for a long time. And so over time, every year, we can raise the rent a little bit versus having to, you know, push rents through the roof and then deal with a lot of vacancy or constantly have a contentious relationship with a tenant. That's Mm -hmm. not our goal. And I don't think that's success for a long-term investment. 
I think taking that takes into consideration like the compound effect and this long-term gain that a lot of people don't see in the big picture when like looking for um, a property manager such as yourself, where this is something that you actually provide and showing them that is, I think, awesome. And I think there should be more property managers like you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Like I said, we do our best. And, and again, the goal is to create this ecosystem where vacancy is limited. You have a tenant who takes care of a property and you have a landlord who actually cares about what happens with a tenant. And we can continue to do that on, on a long-term spectrum. Yeah, that's great. How did you get into property management to begin with? So just uh, my story is simply, I w- I'm from Newport Beach, California, and I was going to the University of Arizona. And what you could get a bathroom for in California at that time, you could get a whole house that a bunch of crazy youngsters would rent for a lot of money. So yeah. I interviewed producer in Newport beach. And she was sending her clients to buy in Arizona. And she's like, you know what? You were going to manage these houses. And so she made sure I got licensed. And uh, after working with her for a couple of years, I opened up my own, I opened up golden West and that was in 2004 and mine has taken a brief hiatus for the Marine Corps. Uh, This is all I've ever done. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long, you've been around for a while been doing it for a little bit. So like I said, offices in Phoenix, in Las Vegas, and then this office here in San Diego. That's cool. But at the end of the day, everybody needs a place to live. And where you live, that's your castle. Like I want to be able to go home and not, and the sink turns on the, you know, the lights turn on, the roof doesn't cave in on me. So it, it's the same concept, no matter what state I'm in. Yeah. Most of our business comes from realtors like yourself. Like the fact that we don't do sales, it's, it helps so we're not stepping on toes. And I know my realtor friends, if they refer out to somebody, they're very afraid that that person is going to take their client. Even though they say, oh, I won't ever do that. You'd be surprised how many accidentally ended up selling to their Accidentally. Yeah. Or, or maybe the client wants to buy another investment property. They just never told the original referring agent. They just thought it all help you. Mm, interesting. I see. Yeah, I didn't even crazy. think about that fear, but. I, I guess it's real. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it ha- I mean, again, my professional agents, they don't care about the $500 referral fee. They care about me or managers like me taking their clients. And- yeah. You want to be able to hand off a positive referral to right. maintain that positive transaction that you had with them originally. So, yeah. And we've talked about before. How much time and energy and effort goes into your business, what you guys do? For example, just before you even bought a potential flip, you were talking about doing 40, 60 hours just before of time invested. Um, you, don't, you don't have time to take that middle of the night phone call. It's not worth the money that we get paid. So you would rather refer it out to a manager that you trust, especially knowing that, okay, you don't have to worry about that time, but your client's going to come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Right. I agree. So going back to your start, when you first started your business, did you always see yourself running your own business and being in the real estate space or you just kind of fell into it and went from there? Did you have other dreams? Uh, Did I have other other dreams that that the real estate market? Yeah, that's a great question in terms of... I. My degree is in psychology. I guess I could have been a high school guidance counselor. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I did get to do the Marine Corps thing for a little bit. That was maybe I played with GI Joes when I was a kid. So that was kind of like that worked out well. But I, I'm, I'm happy when I'm doing the biggest 
thing is that every day is different. Like this is reality TV. Property management is reality TV. Every day is a different situation, whether it be in the office or at a property. So uh, well, I imagine I your it. psychology degree comes in handy. And uh, <laughs> hey, I, I'm we do well because the people that work here are very good at what they do. Um, we're very lucky. And I, I, I know you saw the teddy bear earlier, Roy True. He is the yang. So when I'm bouncing off the wall, he's over there like smiling and nice and easy. So he helps make this thing run. And we're coming up on our 20th year. So I can't. Complain. That's awesome. I love yeah, that. Awesome. What's your most memorable uh, story that pops into your head right now? Go. So when I was first starting out, you know, you're the doing everything. You don't have a big company. It's just maybe you. And uh, I remember a tenant moved out in the middle of the summer and they had the appliances off. So when I went in there, the refrigerator, I opened it up, it had food and it was like, had like probably a thousand little critters crawling oh. out. I was like, oh my how gosh, did they, how did I had to pull it? it out. I had to take it out of the house. I mean, I was doing everything on my own. So oh, that no. was like, welcome to property <laughs> management. This must've been like 2005 or something. It was oh. crazy. Oh Crazy. my god. College kids, way to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's the norm. Rotten milk is probably one of the worst smells. Ugh. I remember having to like just you get that feeling when you have bugs crawling on you. And I know you ladies go into these crazy properties and you get into crawl spaces. I can relate. I was that feeling afterwards where I was like, Yeah, okay. you just want to just like I need a shower. Out. I was gonna say <laughs> that sounds like an everyday occurrence for us. Or like, oh, what's that smell? Tonight? I know I was under a house earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, exactly. So and so that's my story too you know, young people who come work here too. I said, look, nothing's beneath you. I mean, if I've had to do that, you can do the same thing. Hopefully we don't, you know, we don't have that as much, but um, yeah, I mean, property management is a different beast, a different animal. I, I'm glad at, at what we've accomplished, but uh, you know, we are a little niche market in the real estate industry. Yeah. It's just another interesting way to make money in the real estate world. That's we talk right. about that all the time. There's so many different ways to make money. Yeah. You can flip like what we do or, um, traditional sales. Like we also do, um, yeah, just Great different types money, of investing, investing bird dog homes, I mean, it's just management, a, developing <laughs> endless <laughs> list of opportunities. Right, 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 right. So it's fun to explore the different spaces. Airbnb. Yeah. Airbnb. What's your like, biggest struggle on a day-to-day -day basis, whether that is as a business owner or as a property manager? So two big struggles. Number one, as a business owner, I mean, it's just, it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult to have, we have a, a larger staff and um, it's difficult to keep everybody moving in the same direction on the same sheet of music. And I, I think that any successful business, you know, struggles with making that work. So that's the first thing. And then just, you know, as a day-to-day -day thing, property management is, especially with the laws, it's always changing. And sometimes things that you think would make sense, they're just the law isn't written that way. And I'm always like, wait, what? So how could you, what helpful advice would you provide to somebody who's looking to manage their own uh, first-time uh, property to properly or to bet um, them the best so way possible? So this is the number one thing, especially in California. The minute you turn over possession of the property, you have turned over a lot of the control of the situation. So vetting is the most important thing. So number one, price the property appropriately so that you have enough applications 
to go through. If you don't, you're going to be reaching. If you're if rent's supposed to be four grand and you're trying to get six, you're going to get an applicant that gives you their whole life story and the sob story, and you're going to reach and go. I think I could take them instead of going with cold hard math. What's your credit score? What's your what? What do you make in rent? And what does your last landlord say to you? So price appropriately. So you have enough applicants where you can get the cold, hard math and you can choose the best person on paper. That's number one. So don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. Uh, it's life lesson right there. Don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. Yeah. Got it. A credit score, it pay stubs that show you make two and a half times the rent or you know maybe six months of reserves. And then what does your last landlord say to you? Again, if it's not, if it's a private landlord, mm, doesn't mean as much as if a management company or apartment complex is saying, hey, they live here from X date to Y date. They paid, they paid this much and they were not late. That's about all they could say. Um, how, what's your credit score when you refer to that? Are we talking like 600, 650? What Good do you question. like to see? What is your threshold? Good um, question. So this is a, it's more of a, it's a nuanced question, but let's say A rated is 685 and better. Okay. And your B score, B minus to B plus is going to be about 600 to that 685. So look in this market, if you price appropriately and you get 10 applicants, it's easy to hold out for that A rated score. Okay. But sometimes, especially in my apartment complex industry, um, I'm okay looking at that B score. If I have supporting documentation, you make two and a half times the rent and you've been working right. at the same place for X amount of time. Mm -hmm. You don't have evictions or, or utility collections on your record. Those, those things then come into play. Got it. That makes, that's, that's good. You can look at the whole picture. Though what you don't want to do is you don't want to cross over those common sense lines that people don't think of is, well, how many kids do they have? Or like, just stay away from that stuff. Focus on scores, exact pay stubs, exact rental history. Cause data yeah landlords just say no i don't want to rent to that person why don't you, yeah, want you to can't to discriminate what are you looking for at this time in your business or what's next for you in life <laughs> uh i'm looking for more time at the beach and surfing that's what i'm yeah, looking for i'm looking for roy to, to do more here no uh we're we're super lucky we are our, our offices have been doing very well we have a, a great clientele base and we're currently just, we're looking to grow as this market changes and maybe some, a little more certainty comes in, we will, we might get more investors or if the market stays strong, we'll get more investors. I mean, I, it never, there's always somebody buying. There's always right. somebody looking to rent out their properties. That's true. There's always someone selling too. There's always someone selling. There's always someone buying. I mean, it's just, so we're lucky that way. Like I said, we're lucky. Business is good. We have kind of been in the same location doing you know same momentum and um you know it's it's good to see covid behind us because now we can get back out there and spend more time with our realtors where we were masked up doing zoom for two years yeah so how do you find how do you define success for yourself and for your business uh so specifically success for us is Procuring a client who has that rent it like you mean a mentality, us getting an A-rated tenant in there, moving is smooth, and off it goes. We're here to obviously handle, besides rent collection, repairs, and things like that. But that is what success looks like. Um, but what I see failures a lot of times is, you know, the client doesn't want to get the home ready. 
uh, we, we overprice and we reach for a tenant and then it becomes crazy or the property isn't rent ready. So the tenant moves in and uh, they're not happy and they never get happy. So it's a balance. Um, like I said, it's reality TV every day. And if my employees are able to go home at five or six o'clock and turn off their phone and not be on call and go have a good time and come back the next day, then I'm a happy camper because this only works if they are doing well. And that's the way it goes. What does your personal life success look like? Do you want to just a beach house? Do you want to just travel all the time? Do you want to retire? What does it look like for you? Not just day by day. So for me specifically, yes, beach house. Yes, travel. I have five-year-old triplets. So, you know, Whoa. just being able to, yeah. So three? Can, I had two boys and a girl. Time? Two boys and a girl. <laughs> Well, wow. Te- technically, I didn't have them, but I have them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot at one time. Five years old. Uh, that's my little angel and, and then two boys. So it's. Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah it is. It's perfect. So just to be able to, I wouldn't say retire, but to go surfing with them, to be at the beach with them, to my parents live in Mexico and Cabo. So to to take them there. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's what success looks for me. I I don't know about you two ladies, but I, if I stopped working, I'd go, I wouldn't know what to do. I go crazy. I agree. Yeah. I can only sit on the beach for so long. I look, I I get in the water a bunch and I I surf quite a bit, but yeah, I mean, okay. My ADD kicks back up and I'm back (laughs) in doing something. Yes. I have one final question. If you, um, say, Somebody right now is in this situation where they are dealing with, they were managing it themselves. And then um, all of a sudden their tenant decided to stop paying rent and they don't know what to do. Could they come to you and ask them and you take over and then start managing it from there? Or do you offer any kind of you know help in addition to? Absolutely. To, to be honest, um, not only that situation, but pretty much. Every situation I have our realtor partners call and say, Jason, here's a situation. What should we do? And since I see it a little more than the next person, I love to help either myself or Roy, we can answer those questions. And if it comes to that point where it's time to turn over management to a professional like us, that's what we're here for. But if it's just a call, like, so I got this notice from my landlord and it doesn't say exactly how long till I get out and this, I can help with that too. That oh, sounds okay. familiar. <laughs> so that's another story for another podcast. <laughs> uh, but so that's good to know that anybody could reach out to you for questions, concerns, or taking over in the middle of a catastrophe. Uh, absolutely. I, I definitely, I'm much cheaper than calling an attorney um, that's going to bill you a $2,000 retainer just yeah. to get a couple letters. And that's great. Yeah. Call Jason. Call Jason. (laughs) We'll link all your information in the show notes to make sure everyone knows where to find you. So I appreciate you ladies having me on. Uh, It was a great conversation back to back. And um, yeah, if there's anything that Golden West can do for your clients in terms of residential property management, goldenwestmanagement.com on the gram at GWMPM. Rent it like you mean it. Thank you so much for joining us today. And Look forward to having you on again in the future. Appreciate it, ladies. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate you.